talk about prayer, I believe all of us can relate to me to the need for us to pray. Now, I've written a book about prayers, but on this podcast today, my focus is not on the specific topic covered in this book, but on something here that relates to effectiveness of our prayer life. I want to share briefly about the quality and the content of our prayer life. The quality and the content of our prayer life. You see, in the book of James 5.16b, James 5.16b, the scripture says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That's the NIV translation. I repeat, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. King James put it in another way, which I believe many of us are familiar with as well. He says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That simply means to me that it is not just about praying. The quality of prayer is a different maker to know whether that prayer is answered or will be answered or is effective or not. Now, let's look at the word quality. The quality of a thing is determined by two factors. The quality of anything at all is determined by two important factors. One, the material from which it is made. If you make something from a very poor quality materials, you are likely going to end up with a bad quality product. And number two factor that affects the quality of a material is the expertise or the professionalism of those that makes it. The expertise or the professionalism of those that make it. For example, if I want to sew a cloth and I buy a very good and expensive material, it does not necessarily mean I will have a quality dress made out of it. If I give it to the wrong tailor, if I give it to a tailor that does not know how to sew very well, I have just wasted my money. Not because I don't have a good material, but because I have handed it over to someone who does not know how to sew very well. Similarly, if I do not have a good material and I give it to the best tailor and I paid so much to that tailor who is very good, who knows his trade very well, even though the tailor may come out with a very good looking dress, but the quality is bad because I have bought a poor quality material. Praise the Lord. Why am I saying this? The same principle applies to our prayer life. It's not just about praying or how long we spend in the place of prayers. It is also about who is praying. The vessel making the request. You see, as a young believer, 
when I was exposed to the story of Cain and Abel and the Bible, I always asked myself, I wonder, what did Cain do wrong? Why did Cain's offering was not accepted? After all, he was a farmer, and he brought to the Lord a verse from his farm. Abel, the brother, was a shepherd, and he also brought the Lord a sheep from his flock. But God, according to the scripture, had respect on Abel's and rejected Cain's. The question was, why? Why did he do that? What could Cain have done better? The answer came from the same scripture. Let's look at that scripture, Genesis 4, 3 to 7. Genesis 4, from verses 3 to 7. The Bible says, and in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance falling? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin light at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Let us take note of one thing in that scripture. God said, uh, the says, the Lord had respect on Abel and his offering. So he was not just looking at the offering, he was looking at the personality bringing the offering. Praise the Lord. I particularly like the way the message translation put verses 6 and 7 when he responded to Cain. God spoke to Cain. Message said, God spoke to Cain. Why this tantrum? Why this sucking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait for you, ready to pounce. It's hard to get you. You've got to master it. The operative word in God's response here is in verse If thou doest well, if thou doest well, the point is, it is not about what is presented, but also about who is presenting. That was why he said God had respect on Abel and also on his offering. Praise the Lord. That is why sometimes it amazes me when some preachers say the measure of your blessing is a measure of what you give. Hmm. And in doing this, people will be cajoled into what I call bazaric prayer. Bazaar. They turn a prayer to bazaar, a marketplace. We have turned prayer to a marketplace where you trade money for prayers. Or if I may use a terminology that is very common in political, political environment these days, it's like a quid pro quo prayer life. A quid pro quo prayer life. What about starting from for you as a vessel, what about your life? What about who is presenting? 
That is what James 5.16 says. James 5.16 says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful. Praise the Lord. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful. No wonder the scripture says that we should seek forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto us. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto us. So the first thing we must work on in our prayer life is our side. The vessel that prays. Work on yourself first because God is not looking at what you are offering. God is also looking at who is offering it. The second thing I want to talk about today is the content of our prayer. What do we pray about? That is very important as well. Praise the Lord. Follow me as we look at the scripture in the book of Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Apostle Paul wrote, For this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Praise the Lord. That is a wonderful prayer. No, no, I have gone through this scripture again and again and I cannot fathom the depth of love that led to this prayer. Here was Apostle Paul doing, going down on his knees to pray for the church in Ephesus. He did not pray for those things that we made them utterly rich. Rather, the focus was on, the, on building their knowledge and their relationship with God. Why am I sharing this? You may ask me. It's all about putting us in the right mindset, in the place of prayer. How many times have we prayed and made relationship with our God a prayer point? The Lord taught us this in the, in the Lord's prayer. He said, when he asked us to pray, he said, my Father, who art in heaven, I Lord be thy name. The next thing he said was that, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. But we seem to be lost on this. To many today, prayer starts with a rain of fire upon the enemy and ends with a rain of blessing upon self. While I am not disputing that, we have an adversary in the devil who attacks us through his front on planet hearts. That is the enemies. Neither am I suggesting that we should not pray for God's blessing. That is far from it. I also remember my Bible tells me that when the way of a man pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. You can see that in Proverbs 16, verse 7. When the way of a man pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies 
to be at peace with him. If you doubt this, let me remind you of the statement made by the wife of Ammon and his friend when he was determined to deal with Mordecai. Remember when he was trying to kill Mordecai and things began to change and they requested of him, who are you trying to pull down? And they made this statement to me, to him, and said, if Mordecai, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Hallelujah. That is from the book of Esther 6, verse 13. Esther 6, verse 13. Let me put it to you this way. I'm personally to bring my point home to you. If you are a child of God, and God recognizes you as one, this is the very way. If you are a child of God, and God recognizes you as one, your enemy will not prevail against you, but rather fall before you. That was what Haman was telling, Haman's wife was telling him about Mordecai. Praise the Lord. Take it this way. If you are a child of a president of a nation and someone wants to oppress you, the presidency can mobilize the state apparatus to defend and deal with your oppression. The same with our God. It can mobilize the resources of heaven to defend your cause. So in the place of prayer, I should pray more like prayer prayed for the church in Ephesus. I should ask God to make me to be more of him and get closer and closer to him. I should pray that I'll be like the apple of his eyes so that I can become touch not to anyone that may want to rise against me. That should be the content of our prayer. That should be the main driver of our prayer. Getting to know God the more. Getting to understand him the more. Getting to, go to get closer and closer to him the more. And as you make this the focus of your prayer, the Lord Almighty will deal with every other issue in your life. Remember, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. Praise the Lord. That is my short exhortation for you today. I pray God be with you. God keep you. In Jesus' name. Till I come your way again another time, it is yours sincerely. Pastor Talks Balogon giving you a spiritual musing. Thank you.